Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. Hello and welcome to this week's We Are Going Up. It's just me, David Cameron Walker, for you this week, I'm afraid. Mark's not here, so I'm on my own in the broom cupboard and I've got a mini episode for you. Those of you that listened to our quarter season review last week will have heard me and Mark mention in passing the situation at Northampton Town and it very much deserves a more thorough investigation than we were able to do last week. It's a very desperate situation at the moment. Quite simply, the future of the club is at risk. They are due in court on November the 16th with a winding up petition from HMRC. They owe in the region of £10 million to the local council in Northampton. And at the moment, there doesn't seem to be much light at the end of the tunnel. So let's find out more about the situation now and whether there is indeed any hope of a resolution by speaking to a board member of the Northampton Town Supporters Trust, James Averill, who I caught up with earlier today. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. Well, James, thanks very much for for talking to us. I'm sure you're a very busy man right now because you and the rest of the Northampton fans and the Supporters Trust are working very hard to try and do something positive about what is a very desperate situation. And for anyone that isn't familiar with the situation at Northampton at the moment, just outline the problems. Well, it, it... They're, they're big problems, and uh, it all stems back from a council loan that, that we received about two years ago from Northampton Borough Council, and the idea of that loan was that we were going to be building a new east stand, and there would be uh, a lots of new facilities, shopping centres, hotels, and things like that. The plan has changed quite a bit through, throughout, the, throughout the years, but the, the idea was that we wouldn't be just reliant on match day income on, on a Saturday. It, you know, it would take us hopefully to the next step where we could have infrastructure to you know, um, be able to survive in, in the championship. That was the plan. Uh, the problem is, since then, the £10.25 million that we've drawn out of that loan hasn't been used to be spent on the stadium. And the people who were building the stadium, a group called Buckingham's, who've built a lot of stadiums around the country, erode in excess of about £3 million. Um, the council also have called in the loan now and threatened the club with legal action. That was about a month ago. The deadline for that has passed. The money hasn't been paid back. So the council are looking for £10.25 million back from the club as well. We also then have the added problem that we haven't been paying the tax uh, over the last... Uh, well, we, we don't know ex- exactly how long, but we, in, in a nutshell, we owe about £166,000 to HMRC. So they've issued a winding-up order against us. That's going to be heard on November the 16th. And if uh, if that winding up petition goes through that's the end of the club and end of you know over 100 years of history of league football in Northampton i think sometimes 
we look at these situations because we've seen a lot of clubs over the past 10, 15 years and, and, and further back than that as well um, about clubs who are in financial peril and they are they owe money to the tax man, they owe money to, to owners or whoever it may be. And most of the time, it's okay in the end. Someone comes and saves the club at the last minute or money is found from, from somewhere. So sometimes I think we, we almost take for granted these situations and how serious they are. And, I mean, you, you are really talking about the existence of the football club here, aren't you? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the problem is we can't rely on a, a knight in shining armour coming in at the last minute because the problem is we've seen clubs in debt this is a debt that I've not really seen uh, at many other clubs recently. It's, it's a huge debt. You've got 10.25 million just to the local authority, let alone all the other creditors that there are out there. So it's a big amount of money and it's going to hold anyone back from doing a deal. The worry is we have people who might wait for us to go into administration because they might get it cheaper. But if we keep on waiting, we're going to be beaten to administration by the winding up order. We won't even have a club that can go into administration. So it's a horrible waiting game almost um, for, for, for someone to come in it's getting to the stage now where you know the, the, the trust um, really has to consider it it's, it's, it's next move and it's, it, it's going to be a very difficult one uh, because we don't know really what's going to happen there are so many different outcomes so we know that there is a, a guy interested called Kelvin Thomas who used to be the former chairman at Oxford he actually appointed Chris Wilder who's our manager when he was at Oxford um, the, the problem is we're, we're hearing that, you know that while he's interested there's still no firm bid on the table and all the while we're, we're waiting and that deadline of the 16th of November gets closer and closer and it's uh, it's not something we're particularly all enjoying at the moment. What sort of role can the supporters trust play in a situation like this? I mean how what is the extent of the, the, the role you're able to play in, in you know arriving at some sort of solution for the club or do you have to sort of just be a bystander and kind of cross your fingers? It's, it's difficult because we, we, we do only own 3% of the club and you've got the majority stakeholder that owns about 70% and what we're trying to achieve at the moment is to to get ourselves on to the table in what what's essentially a game of poker where people are playing bluff. And the council passed a motion a couple of nights ago which calls on them to support the uh, supporters' trust. So we're getting our kind of uh, we're getting more involved in in what's happening. A lot of that is behind the scenes. We we can't really, unfortunately, furnish fans with. with with too many of the details and that's the frustrating thing because we'd like to be able to tell fans what we're doing but when you've got negotiations that are as sensitive as they are at the moment you realistically can't so all we can do is assure fans that we're trying absolutely everything we can because at the end of the day that you know the trust board are all cobblers fans we all want what's best for for the club we don't want to see it go into administration or go into uh, you know liquidation but we have to face the reality that there's a possibility we may have to form a phoenix club you know these are all things that we have to think about because we don't know what's going to happen and we're trying our best at the moment to get a better gauge of where the discussions are between the different parties and form more of an influence if we can because we're the only group out there that's representing the supporters and the supporters are the football club and you are actually trying to raise money yourselves aren't you i've, I've seen the uh 
the, the crowdfunding pages online. I suppose that's the modern day equivalent of uh, of buckets outside the stadium, isn't it? It is, although we, we have resorted to the buckets as well. <laughs> so uh, they're a traditional means which are still uh, which are still as valid in today's modern world. But um, yeah, the, the, the crowdfunding bit is on there. The target is a hundred thousand. Ideally, we'd like to get more if we can, but we're, we're realistic. It's a very short time frame. Um, we're doing really well at the moment. We've got about nearly 25,000 on it. It's, it's really kind of started kicking off in the last couple of days. So we're hopeful that we can get as much of that as we can. And, and you know, that's going to be used to get a healthier and stronger voice for the supporters trust, whatever the outcome is. Um, you know, we've been in this situation before in 1992, and it's an absolute travesty that we're in it again. Well, really, really, it's about the third time we've been in financial trouble. We had problems when the current chairman took over before. And, we, we you know, we always hear these promises, well, we can never be in this situation again, and we, we always do. So we can't promise, you know, that we'll never be in this situation again because, you know, football is such an unpredictable game and you don't know what happens, what will happen. But the more that the supporters trust can do to have a say you know in in, in the running of the club is, is better in my view because we're the people who've got its best interests at heart you've uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier but i think communication is 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 so key in these situations and what sort of communication have you received from the club from the owner from the people that you owe money to in terms of this situation or, or, or have you been sort of kept in the dark? Well, we've had various discussions with um, the council who in many ways hold the key. You know, they, they've been discussions um, not really too in-depth at this stage. And I think we're reaching the stage now where we need to have some real serious and in-depth discussions with them. Uh, we've not heard anything from the chairman, really. Um, he's not really speaking with anyone. I don't think the head of communications at the football club has spoken with him in about four weeks. Um, so but there are people... Concern? I mean, that has to be a concern, surely, to, to the oh, fans. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a concern, but... Um, there's not much we can do about it, you know. Yeah. If the guy, you know, if the guy doesn't want to speak, and I don't see why he would want to at this moment because of how he's perceived by the fans, um, then that, that's not going to change things. Uh, at the end of the day, he he's uh, relying on on the club being sold to this um, Kelvin Thomas uh, guy. So you know, uh, it, 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 there are so many different ways this could pan out, and we're just trying to prepare for as many of them as we can and uh, it's not an enviable role to do basically (laughs) Uh, I've seen Chris Wilder fronting up and talking to the media of course the this story kind of bubbled under the radar a bit but then as soon as the 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 time comes when players and managers and staff aren't getting paid that tends to be a bit of a a lightning rod for suddenly people to sit up and take notice and um, you know he's from what I've seen he's dealt with that situation quite well can't give enough credit really to Chris Wilder and the players they've not been paid obviously and uh, the performances they're putting in on the pitch you know we're in the playoff positions we're unbeaten in a number of games beaten a lot of good teams we're in a really good position on the pitch it's such a shame that you know what what could have been a very exciting season for us is being undermined by what's happening off the pitch I myself trust all the Cobblers fans you know, can only really sing the praises of the, the, the management, the players and the staff at the football club as well, who you've got to remember have almost been left in the lurch really. They've not been paid, they've not really got any directions from from, from the chairman or anything. You know, it, it, it's been left to for the club to run itself almost. Um, so, you know, we, we've got to pay tribute to, to them as well. They're doing a remarkable job under the circumstances. 
So November sixteenth is the the crucial date as it stands. That's it is, when the, yeah. the petition will be will be heard in court. But mm. I, I was reading today that the council, who are owed obviously the the lion's share of that of that money, the ten million, nearly ten million pounds or whatever it was for the for the stand. They don't actually want it to get to that stage because then that means they might not get their money. So it's a bit, well, it's a bit of a tricky situation in that respect. It's, it's, it's in their interest for the club to keep going because obviously, mm. you know, if, if we're liquidated, there goes, uh, uh, you know, a, a portion of that 10.25 million. They, I mean, they will stand to get something back because the land that the um, uh, that the football club had, it was through a different company of David Cardo's. It's called County Developments Northampton Limited. They were liquidated in Birmingham about two weeks ago. Actually went up to the court hearing. It lasted less than one minute. So that means that the council now have the lander back. So they will get a portion of that 10.25 million back from however they develop that land, however they sell it off. But obviously, um, I, I don't think it will account for the full 10 million. So there will still be a debt that the club has to pay. But no, it's, it's not in the council's interest for us to go under the wall because they obviously lose uh, the money that they've put in. And, and also, you can't undervalue the effect that a, having a league football club can have on a town. You know, you, you get people coming into the town, spending their money who wouldn't be coming in and everything that a football club entails to the local community. So you can't put a price on that, really. So it's in the council's interests to, to stop that. And the trust has you know, asked for the council to formally object to uh, the HMRC winding up proceedings because they are the biggest creditor by far and that's something that they can do. So that's hopefully an avenue they'll explore. So a couple of weeks before that, that deadline, as it stands now, if, if you can at all aren't begin to answer this question, I mean, how confident are you that you'll have a football club come the end of November? Um, I, I can't really give you an honest answer on that because the honest answer is I don't know. Um, in my heart, I would like to think that, that we will still have a club and in my head I do think it's more likely than unlikely that we will have a club the state of the club that we're left with though is 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 obviously the the concern you know this could potentially even if we um even if we manage to survive this it could potentially cripple the club for you know up to a decade possibly more it's that big a debt um so it's it's a difficult one to answer because in my heart of hearts and in my mind yeah I think we will still have a club but you you can't rely on that and we can't rely on someone coming in and and saving us and you know we've had advice from some people that HMRC will you know give football clubs a chance we've also had some people saying well they've been stung by football clubs in the past they'll take all sentimentality out of it and just you know put the hammer down and that's it and uh, yes it's a worrying time obviously but we we just have to do all that we can and we are doing all that we can to to make sure that we've still got um a football club in the football league firstly but then that can be sustainable afterwards and run properly if the worst case scenario does happen and the money's not found and you are liquidated have there been talks about a, a so-called phoenix club starting again yeah, down the it's, leagues it's it's something you know we, we've said we'll we'll look at if it comes to that it is the absolute last resort but you know there, there, there's too much fun to, to be had not mm. to do it um you know we're, we're all in this because we enjoy going to see the cobblers and we've made friends out of it and it's 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 not just about going to see a a football match at three o'clock it's having civic pride in your town as 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 much as anything so i'm sure there'll be a phoenix club if it comes to it um but hopefully that won't happen but if it does you know it's a chance for us to start fresh be run properly um and you know other clubs have worked their way up so 
if it does come to that, I'm, I'm sure that's something that will happen. But uh, like we say, hopefully it won't come to that. Yeah, I, and I, I understand what you, when you say that. I completely understand. Nobody wants their club to go out of business. But then what you just said a second ago about a club being run properly and, and, and sort of starting again, in a strange way, you sort of think, well, maybe that would be a good thing as well. Because listening to what you, you're saying... I can't help but despair really you just look at this situation and it, you know you by no means are you unique in this situation in terms of having your owners who are maybe in it to try and make some money or, or make some money on property deals and maybe owners that for whatever reason they got into it at some point lose the passion or whatever and, and maybe not got the, the club's best interest or the fans best interest at heart anymore and it, just, it shouldn't come to this, and and that's why supporters' trusts are so important, and and I think it's, it's you know very important. I mean, to, to as you have you mentioned, you've got a, a small percentage of of, uh, of stake in the club, but to try and maximise that, and to, so you can really have a real influence at boardroom level, because this situation is just it's no good for for anyone involved. No, no, it's not, and like you say, it happens so regularly. It's a worrying trend, and. Uh, you soon see uh, the well-run clubs, even if they've not got bigger budgets. You only have to look at, you know, what Burton Albion have done. You know, traditionally seen as as a non-league club with what you'd say is probably one of the smaller budgets in League Two, and yet they were consistently up there, consistently well-run. And anyone who goes there will tell you how well-run it is. And clubs like that, you know, they might not historically be as 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 big as clubs like Portsmouth in our division or, or even us. You know, we you know we, we get healthy crowds, so. You know, well-run clubs—they'll—they'll they'll go to the top eventually. You know, it's—it's it's just the way it is. And uh, hopefully, we can find ourselves in a situation where we do have a club that's run properly. And uh, whatever level that's at, I'm sure our fans will still be there because they've been there for the last 118 years. So that won't change anything, I don't think. And there is a, another level of poignancy added to the situation this week in fact mm. that. Uh, Brian Lomax sadly passed yeah. away and he, he's yeah. a name that I actually wasn't aware of until we heard the news this week and I'm sure many people listening to this may not be aware but having looked at some of the tributes it's amazing and he, he was the man that started up the first supporters trust and that was at your club Northampton yeah I mean every football fan owes a huge debt of gratitude to to the work that Brian did um, and it's it, it's not just Brian as well there are a number of other key players at, at the um, at the you know who helped form the supporters trust but Brian you know is is, is obviously uh, someone who is a great source of inspiration to us at the moment and the work he did you know helping us out of a very troubled spot in 1992 you know I was only one at the time so I wasn't really there when it was happening but every fan who grows up supporting the cobblers knows about the work that Brian and his uh, his colleagues at the trust did uh, in making sure that we had a bright future and uh, and you know, it's it's uh, you know the work he did in in helping create supporters direct as well that's helped out so many clubs who who have uh, been in similar situations. It's it's a it's a great shame that he's not still around to 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 kind of lend his expert ad- advice in 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 this uh, period. But his daughter Emily gave a really rousing speech um, on the before a game that we had against Stevenage a couple of weeks ago, and um, I've never heard Sixfields you know just clinging on to to the words in the way it was it was very poignant and it's it's so sad that he's he's uh he's passed on but uh his legacy will be there forever and um i think anyone who takes some time to read into what he did you can look on our website ntfctrust.co.uk that 
you know, the bit about our history is, is written by Brian and it, you know, perfectly encapsulates the work he did and perfectly encapsulates the man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll tweet that out after the, after the show so people can read. But let's uh, let's try and end on a, a positive note, shall we? As you mentioned, that the, the on-pitch action this year has been going very well indeed. You currently sit fifth in League Two. You must be happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't fault the players at all. Like you said, they've been absolutely superb. We've had some really good uh, wins recently. We beat Wickham 3-2 when they were top of the table away. That's a great win. Um, and, you know, we're a really entertaining side to watch, actually. We score a lot of goals. We've got, you know, three strikers in Mark Richards, Sam Hoskins and Dominic Calvert-Lewin who are all getting goals and and all contributing. Uh, we've got Nicky Adams and uh, Alfie Potter who are, uh, you know, uh, really getting involved as well and the keeper Adam Smith has had an incredible season so far um, can't, really can't underestimate how how much he means to, to the side and uh, it, it's been absolutely brilliant on the pitch yeah it's, and uh, hopefully that will continue um, we, we, we're away at Coventry uh, in the FA Cup on, uh, on Saturday and obviously that's um, a rather ironic tie given yeah. the position that Coventry were in a couple of years ago they were forced to to play at, at our place and uh, now we're in kind of similar situations where we're both battling to try and get a, a greater say in how our clubs are run so that they are run properly so we're actually doing a joint bucket donation with uh, the Coventry fans for our fighting fund at the Rico on, on Saturday so if any Coventry fans are listening we, we'd be happy to meet and have a chat with you um, because we know that they've obviously been through a lot of problems as well and hopefully we can unite and get a really entertaining game on Saturday and hopefully we'll win but, um, <laughs> but we'll see Well James thanks very much for talking to us uh, fingers crossed I, I hope that a positive solution is reached this situation and that we, we see Northampton continue to flourish on the pitch and, and off it as well yeah, well, thanks a lot for speaking to us. Really appreciate it. You're listening to We Are Going Up. That was James Averill from the Northampton Town Supporters Trust. Fingers crossed that they sort out the situation at Northampton and that those fans have a club to continue to support for the next 100 years and beyond. We'll keep an eye on it. Good luck to everyone at the Trust there with their ongoing efforts to save their club. Me and Mark will be back next week for a full episode. There's plenty of stuff for us to get our teeth into. Chris Powell... Uh, Huddersfield, his replacement could be coming from the Bundesliga, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, there's the situation at Leeds. Is Cellino going to sell to the fans? Is he not? Changing his mind on a almost daily basis, it seems, at the moment. Jackie McNamara taking the job at York. Uh, and there's FA Cup action this weekend as well. So plenty of stuff going on at the moment in the Football League. And we'll have it covered, as always, next week. We'll see you there. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. <laughs> 